0: up everybody and welcome to the tailgate this is tailgate talks powered by the nation today is february 28th uh we took a week off last week so we've got a lot of texas tech basketball to cover so that's what the plan is today for this episode which is episode 215 for us 215 tailgates this one uh unfortunately a lot of bad losses to talk about so uh we've got some texas tech hoops to talk about texas tech baseball season has begun uh and so we'll dive into that just a little bit um but fun or not as fun of an episode coming your way but excited to get into all this and to catch everything we're doing here at tailgate talks you got to give us a follow follow us on apple follow us on spotify give us those five star ratings five stars for the tailgate and if you listen to us on apple we always appreciate a review also, follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at Telgate underscore talks, where we do most of our posting and interacting on social media. Uh, if you want to get our live game thoughts, except for last night, because we couldn't get a tweet out to save our lives, uh, give us a follow there. Also, to catch our thoughts on news and stuff as it breaks, that's where we do most of our posting, although we do have Facebook, Instagram, and a YouTube channel. Uh, lastly, if you have anything you want to discuss on the Telgate, any questions, comments, anything you might have for us you can email us at telgate talks pod at gmail.com so with all of that said let's go ahead and get into this week's episode
1: we're gonna start this thing off right Raider! Oh! Raider! Oh! man i've been waiting all my life
0: to do that Well, it has been two weeks since we have last talked to you guys. Uh, last time we talked to y'all, we were coming off the high of the Texas Tech-Kansas victory. And since then, uh, things have not gone super great for the Red Raiders. Um, throw in a loss to Iowa State in there. Um, you beat TCU. That's been your only victory since. Uh, and then a loss to UCF on the road and a loss to Texas at home, which we'll dive into a little bit more of each one of those games uh, here soon. But Dustin, um, we we're coming off that high at Kansas. How we feel in now after uh, what's been a pretty rough stretch lately?
1: Yeah, we're trending down. That's for sure. Um, and I mean, a lot of it is injuries, and we don't have the depth and the experience behind that to yeah. keep keep the thing afloat Um, and the Warren thing we're just seeing a lot of ripple effects from him not being on the floor for a lot of these games and teams are attacking us different ways um, but it's also affecting our offense a lot is what I've really started to notice so um, really need him back still the schedule doesn't stop the fights keep coming um you've put up some terrible efforts lately yep (laughs) Yep. we'll kind of get into the individuals of those soon but i I just don't like the trend trending down in the last couple weeks we've been doing
0: yeah it's not the time of year where you want to be trending down and unfortunately that's just kind of what it is right now you're like playing yourself back into the bubble which is you kind of thought a few weeks (laughs) ago that you were pretty much locked in on the tournament but
1: this is why i don't care yeah. about bracket updates every two or three or weekly weekly because yeah. it doesn't matter what january 15th bracket was when we were a four seed yeah you we're know? bitching
0: about hey they have a seven happen. why do they have a seven well you're playing yourself yeah. into seven or worse right now like games nice. happen you figure out where you'll be we still got two weeks of games left. But there's uh, the stretch, home stretch is coming here, and you've got to win some games to secure your standing. Yeah. Or you could find yourself on the outside looking in. Like, that's becoming a realistic possibility. It's just the way you've played lately. And so that's the alarming thing to me. The most alarming part of it was the UCF game. Um, But like you said. Lots of injuries, um, and and that's had to really change your playing style when your two best bigs coming into the season aren't playing for you. Like, that's going to cause problems for everybody. Um, And and so, like, that's something you're having to struggle with this year. But uh, that's something we kind of knew coming into the year. We didn't have a lot of depth, and you're really starting to see that here late in the season. And so, um, we're going to just kind of skip past the Iowa State game because that's been – so long and <laughs> yeah. honestly can't remember really, it's
1: terrible effort anyways yeah,
0: uh, Iowa State's a really good team you you know had a oh, 50 yeah. point second half so you'll at least take that but um but you you know a game that you kind of already chalked up as it was probably going to be a loss because they don't lose at the Hilton uh, Coliseum nope. there and Iowa State and they're a really good team this year so kind of expected that one and then you bounce back with a uh, kind of a crazy 82 81 win over TCU back at the usa a much-needed victory as that's been your lone victory over this stretch Uh, thanks to a late 10-point comeback some clutch free throw shooting uh, and getting making the right plays that you needed to down the stretch to get the win over tcu dustin you were there in attendance for it i was gone for a work conference so i kind of got to pick uh and choose some of my spots to watch but so i'll pass this over to you to kind of break down this game
1: my first note that I made in this one was "I don't know how we won that yeah, and that's exactly how I felt leaving walking in the car the next day like still just looking back like i don't I don't know how we won that because you didn't do much good in that game. you didn't do anything great that's for sure um, you gave up a ton of rebounds and layups they got forty four points in the paint they were attacking your bigs and your lack of size and they had multiple bigs and really big dudes in there, and they were just bullying us. Um, And then, like, RJ got two quick fouls like usual. So, a lot of – yeah, no way. Um, Kyron played pretty well. He gave you 23 minutes, had eight and seven, two blocks, two steals. Um, Played especially good down the stretch. Played, like, the last eight minutes straight pretty much. Uh, So, that was nice without Warren in there. Um, yeah, you got beat up on the rebounding layups, but like, like I said, he didn't do anything good. No one was hot. So you couldn't be like, Oh, we'll just get the ball to such and such. They're hot. They can make stuff, get it in. Like you shot 38% yeah. for the game, like six of 22 from three, like all not good. The pop woes continued in this game. Still couldn't make an open three. Um, but somehow he, kept driving and got 19 points a lot of them from the free throw line so yeah, like 11 points kind of amazing line. to put up 19 points without making a three-pointer yeah. <laughs> as a smallish guard you know like pretty incredible there but yeah you made clutch free throws down the stretch you made 24 out of 28 total and i think your last 11 yeah and that's what really puts you over the top um in that like you were down 10 points with seven and a half left like looked pretty Yeah. Pretty dismal with nothing going good and that big a margin with under eight left. So, really good to fight and scrap and figure it out. You got a couple stops and a couple free throws and buckets down the stretch and somehow pulled it out. You know, it's a lot like that Kansas State game where they were hot and you just somehow scrapped and pulled it out and came out with a dub.
0: It's pretty wild. Like, I remember last year having about five or six games that felt like came down to one play and you just ended up on the wrong side of all of those games or else you could have probably been a tournament team this year it's felt like that's it's come down to that and you've just been on the right side in a lot of these games and this was kind of one of the other games it's you've made the right plays at the right time um and you got back into the game i remember yeah we were down 10 and i'm at this work conference so i can't really just like focus on the game so i was like all right (laughs) It doesn't seem like this team wants to play, so I kind of turned the game off, and then I'll look, go back to a bar just to kind of check on the score, and all of a sudden it's a four-point game. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I locked in for the last bit of it, and, you know, he made the right plays. He had some nice passes. The pass from Pop to Darian Williams on the dunk to tie the game. Um, the pass from Joe to Pop to get the and one to uh, go up by three, which ended up being yep. the the big play to – Uh, get you the win because after that, TC was just, you know, getting two points and you're making your free throws, two points making your free throws. And so uh, it's something you have seen from this team a lot, especially at home is like the late game execution has been uh, pretty good, uh, especially in these kind of close games. Of course, there's some that you're not going to end up on the right side of. That's just the way the ball bounces sometimes. But it has been nice to see this team execute and do that uh and get a much needed win because if you lost that one right now it i i don't know where we'd be as a fan base uh if you did not get this win um because right everything would be crashing and kind of if if this ended up the other way but a win is a win and you'll take it in the big 12 conference you end up going one and one against tcu this year um and so uh, you'll take that win. Pop goes for 19 points, 11 from 12 from the free throw line. Darian Williams, who's kind of become your, he, kind of he has been your best player over. He's the last your rock so. of
1: the team. Um,
0: your rock, your most consistent. He's going yes. to score. He's going to find ways to score, whether it's three or inside. He doesn't have to rely on one thing or the other. He can kind of do it in a bunch of ways. 14 points, seven boards for him. Uh, Joe, a little bounce back game. I thought he played all right. 14 points, seven assists, numbers that you do like to see from him. Kerwin uh, led you in three point shooting, uh, going three from eight from three, uh, with 14 points. And like you said, Kyron Lindsay had his best game as a Red Raider, uh, gave you some impactful minutes, Um, and so uh, that got you your last victory that we will be able to talk about as a week ago. Yeah. Week ago, as then you head out to Florida for your first trip oh. uh, to Orlando to play UCF. And that game was uh, embarrassing, an embarrassing performance from the Red Raiders, a 75 to 61 loss to the UCF Knights. Uh, this was a team that me and Dustin both are just like, this is a garbage basketball team. Uh, I don't yep. know how when we played them here at the USA is like, how are we allowing them to be in this game? This was the same thing. It was like, how are you allowing this team to dominate you in the way that they did? Uh, first half, is was kind of like you had the lead, but you could never build on it. Uh, the, there was no intensity. There was no effort. There was no energy. Uh, and then ultimately in the second half, UCF just kind of took control of the game uh, and, and got the win. And it was uh, the most embarrassing performance I had seen for th- this season up to that point because, um, like, g- getting – Smacked by Houston, everybody gets beat by Houston pretty bad there. I don't feel like that's embarrassing. Um, some of the other losses, you've been competitive in those games. This was as as uncompetitive as, I, as I've really seen you play. Uh, your thoughts on this game on Saturday? We watched it over at your place.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was yeah pretty horrible, like you said. Um, Warren didn't play again pretty much. He tried to play. And then really couldn't. so it was a... I'm going to say he didn't play. Um, And then Chance had a sore hip all of a sudden. So, like... He didn't play, yeah. Two of your top six guys are gone all of a sudden. Um, So, you're really, really thinned out. And, like, Darian and Kerwin are really good pieces. Especially, like, Kerwin-wise. Like, he's an accessory piece. Really good one.
0: Yeah. Good role you
1: need... Great role player. Daring can be one of your studs, which is fine. But, like, you can't have just those two doing something and nobody else do anything. Yeah. And that's where it was really, like, we can't keep up and play terrible because Joe and Pop literally can't score. Yeah. Like, it was awful. And, like, the Pop shooting woes continued. Like. Yep. Doesn't matter if he's covered or open; it's just not going in, um, and it's frustrating. I know he's probably the most frustrated about it, but like, we don't have faith in him shooting anything at this point at the rim, yeah. outside the three-point arc. Um, so when those your two guards that mainly handle the ball are lost, it's demoralizing, and the team kind of played like that second half.
0: Yeah, the team goes how Joe and Pop go. Like, when they're playing good basketball, this is a good team, but when they have the kind of effort that they did Saturday, you're not going to be successful. You can have good performances from guys like Darian and Kerwin, like you said, but when these guys are non-existent and not aggressive and just playing terrible, your team's going to play terrible. Three for 12 for Pop from the field, one for seven for Joe from the field. They were combined – Um, one for 14 from three, um, and yeah, just 11 points from the two of them. Like in this kind of game where you said you're missing Warren Washington, you're missing Chance McMillan. you already don't have a lot of depth. The, the, you need your guards who are kind of been your best players through the majority of the season. It was Joe. Then pop kind of took over. Uh, you need them to step up in a big way in this game and for them to not show up in, in any sort of way. And be a factor for you it was just really hard to watch. I mean, it was a really embarrassing performance. Yeah. Robert Jennings fouled out like of so did. early in the f- second half. Kyron Lindsay couldn't see the floor. You were having to play Emily Yalahu. Yeah. Um, Who played
1: decent. He just, gave you, yeah. he wasn't a negative out there, but like, made more sense. His threes. inexperience in youth, Yeah, you know, catches up to him sometimes. Um, the Kyron Lindsay deal, I don't get. Me either. Joe threw or Popped through a bad pass to him that he couldn't handle and then didn't play the rest of the game. I don't understand that. Yeah, it didn't After,
0: make sense.
1: I just said his TCU game was pretty damn good. Um, but like the Joe and Pop terrible combination of games thing, this is like three weeks straight of yeah. this. And it's not like a one or the other hit or miss. It's both of them are missing. Yep. And it's like we, we kind of said it, it snowballs for everybody and it makes everybody's job way harder.
0: Yeah. And then everybody puts more pressure on themselves because it's like, all right, well pop can't hit a wide open three or pops jacking <laughs> NBA range threes for What's no it? reason. Um, you know, they, they were, you know, they had some good looks in there. Like Joe had a couple wide open threes. Just can't make it pop. A couple pretty damn good looks for what, Everybody says is a good shooter. I, I, I don't believe he's a good shooter anymore. I think when the kind of stretch that you've had this season no shooting, I, I think he's just a guy who can maybe get hot every now and then. Um, I think as a scorer, he, he's got to be more aggressive and realize I can't make a three to save my life. Maybe when I'm wide open for three, instead of taking this three, I can take a few more dribbles in, get a better shot, get closer to the rim, or attack, where he's actually been pretty good for you for the majority of, of the season is attacking the basket, getting fouled, getting to the free throw line where you trust him to make free throws, and so yeah. it was a really frustrating performance from those guys. Um, you know your bigs. I, you know I, I don't understand the Kyron Lindsay thing. Um, it won't make sense to me. I, you know he's not great. We're not saying he's going to be a, a game changer for us. Yeah. But in, when you need depth and you need size, um, you know you can't he, just you, not play him. You can, yeah, you've got to play and, him. I felt I like. Get like
1: maybe he's a little on the youth side and inexperienced, but even more of a reason when you're, you know, depth depleted at the big spot to give him some minutes in this kind of game.
0: Yeah. And instead he gave it to Yulahu, which I thought, you know, was, wasn't terrible either. And, and those are valuable minutes for both of those guys. Like they're kind of yeah. in similar situations where they just haven't played enough and, and you kind of need one of them to figure it out here, you know? And so, I don't mind Grant giving Yalahu a shot just to kind of see. You know, he made more threes than Joe and Pop. He uh, did. Combined, made two, two for two. And uh, somebody commented, garbage time threes don't count. And I was like, well, they still count more than the amount of threes that uh, – they, they still count uh, for three points. Yeah, they still count more than the amount of threes that the other guys made, which was one, again, one from your yep. two best players, which is a joke. So uh, it was uh, it was – an awful effort, like I mean, there is no way of getting around it. Yeah, um, it, it was an awful effort, which led into uh, the Tuesday night against Texas oh, when boy. both you and me weren't feeling great heading into that one. I still had just the sour taste on my mouth from watching that performance against UCF. It was pretty alarming, and I know a lot of people are like, "Hey, health and injuries, you know, we can't, you know, we can't be too hard on these guys." But
1: that's loser talk, and I'm tired of it. Yeah, like you in like. The what well, so to go before we get into Texas and on that point, because yeah, that's been on my mind for a second. Like the TCU game and the UCF game, you were close or leading some of those games, parts of those games, and competitive. Right? Yeah, you had Darian going for 19, Kerwin for 18. So, like, you're in that game, and if Joe and Pop don't have a crap game like one of them plays decent you're there it's not about the those injuries and that excuse really because like you're sometimes playing well enough to keep you close and then your leaders are not stepping up for you you're you don't have the guys that you have at the front of your program stepping up to help you that's loser talk
0: yeah you know nobody at the end of the year is going to give us consolation prize because you played these games without uh warren washington or whatever you know it's ability to learn but like we've said over and over it's time for them to step up like these are the guys that you trust you know these are the guys who play the majority of the minutes for you they're coming out here and having these stinker games for you when you need them to step up like like 11 points from the two of them in that game is there's no excuse for that. There's no excuse no. for that. You, you can't blame that on Warren Washington, not play, playing well or no chance of villain. Like that's just, um, that's just embarrassing from those guys. Uh, you expect more from them and, you know, they should expect, uh, you know, they should expect the criticism that comes with that kind of performance. Yes. Um, and it doesn't make us fair weathered fans. Doesn't make us, you know, that's the whole conversation that's been since the TCU game with Norrance and him call on Texas Tech out on certain things, which
1: yeah, mightfully right on. Uh,
0: and fans are just so butthurt about everything all the time. You're not a fan unless you're 100% positive all the fucking time. <laughs> it's like, that's what happens, and that's what leads you into Tuesday night where you just get fucking punched in the mouth by Texas. Uh. <laughs> uh, and a brutal, a brutal game. We thought the UCF game was bad, but then you come out and Texas nope. just dominates you from start to finish. Uh, getting an 81-69 win in front of a sold-out bump-in USA, great pick-out. Oh, yeah. uh, and then they just come out right from the rip, grabbed hold of the game, and never let you back in it. You know, you were able to make it a 12-point game at the end, um, which, you know, we, we can get into that a little bit later. But a 24-point halftime lead, uh, built the lead to 29 points, uh, and really just, Made you made you look terrible, embarrassed you on yep. your home court on uh, ESPN on uh, uh, you know in, a, front a game in front of Fran, in front of Fran Fraschilla, um, uh, worst game that I've been to at the USA in quite some time. Dustin, your thoughts on last night's uh, disappointing loss, to say the least.
1: Yeah, the disappointing part of it is what makes it one of the worst times and experiences game wise. Um, halftime show with the dog tricks were cool um so there was some other in the yeah. stands entertainment i guess you could say also
0: well there was the point remember they did the like preview for the halftime show and the they dog, did a preview for the, the halftime the show? dog went out there and dunked in his two dunks <laughs> yeah. he, he had four points and we had six did a better spin move
1: time. than rj can do
0: <laughs> better ball handler than
1: um but yeah you just you had a great crowd thousand students who were camped out and sold their part out and before an hour before the game, blacked out in that place, uh, except for dancing man wearing white. He's an idiot. Yeah. Um, and then you come out and shoot twenty some percent in the first half, and they shot sixty. I don't have the exact stats for me, but it's something like that.
0: It was really good to really bad. I mean,
1: <laughs> and that's the yeah, that's the point. Like that's what makes you have a. 23 points at halftime and you're down 24 that's never a good uh comparison Mm-mm. and yeah 23 points at halftime we were all just like f this this is terrible and there's just no movement over there and that's kind of what i was talking about with like warren not we think of warren is like a really good rebounder and shot blocker and defender but we run a lot of offense through him and yeah. he opens things up a lot for other people like crashing in the lane He's really good at that. And offensive rebounds and handling the ball at the top, really good. And these other backup guys just can't do it. And, like, the defenders just don't respect yeah. the backup centers as much. Um, and so we're, they're just – and Texas played a really good defensive game plan. I'll give them that. They came out very physical, up in our ass on defense.
0: We weren't ready and for it, yeah. We
1: weren't ready for it and didn't respond to it either. And oh, yeah. Coach McCassin said that too. Like they didn't make adjustments either, well enough or quick enough or at all um, to counter that and get his their guys in better positions. And we could tell, like the ball movement was bad.
0: you're just so weak with the ball Joe couldn't handle the ball you get the ball to Robert Jennings at the top of the key they just stripped the ball away from him like you just weren't ready for the aggression that they had it was uh that was probably one of the most embarrassing things to see it was just like I was like hey guys they're putting pressure on the ball are you gonna fucking adjust one time to it and it just they never did you know they never made an adjustment until the Brock Cunningham situation finally lit a fire under their ass but
1: and what too also like, disappoints me is, like, you had this amazing crowd and energy going into this game, and our team did not have that. Or they, like, weren't ready for the moment. Or the I think moment it was too, was, I think the too moment was too big
0: for them. I think the moment was too big for them. I really do. I, I think they –
1: Because, like, Texas played in, yeah. really good harnessing that energy. Yeah. And you would have thought it was a Texas home game.
0: Yeah, they were. You uh, know, like
1: you would have thought they were the home team with that kind of crowd and environment cheering, um, and they played well and fine, and we were the ones that shrank with fifteen thousand people yelling. You know, that's what kills me and bums me out about it. Is like, yeah. man, like
0: it's hard because because not you know, not a lot of these guys know that game. You know, no, ha- haven't been in that game before. You know, Pop has. It's pretty um, much just pop. It's pretty much pop. And like even Joe
1: yeah. at West Virginia, they weren't good last year, so like they didn't have crazy crowds. Yeah. So they like didn't. It's pretty much just pop that's well, been in at once.
0: Yeah, and there's our, our there's our home games, but there's Texas. Texas is a different kind of game, you know. That, right. There's that. That's a different kind of atmosphere. None of those guys have played in that, and you and you know you could tell it. They they didn't rise to the moment, and I think Grant talked about that too. I think they like the pressure was too big for them. And then when they weren't capitalizing, they put more pressure on themselves. And, and then it just all fell apart. And then meanwhile, you know, R.J. Jennings gets buckets ah. or whatever his Twitter handle is. He's changed it to gives up buckets because D'Su's just taking him to school. He can't yep. stay on the court when he's on the court. He's giving up easy buckets. He's getting fouls. He's he's slow, slow on offense. Can't hold on to the ball. Um, and then, you know, Yalahu and, and, you know, Chiron were both. They're
1: inexperienced. Yeah, yeah they got killed by Shedrick. And those, not... guys just,
0: those guys are very good players. Like, yeah. like Disu and Shedrick are both awesome bigs. And like when they're you also have like the seven foot tall, when you have the inexperience that we have and you're throwing that at them, they're going to take those kids to school. And that's what they did. And yep. it was just uh it was awful. You know, it was just from the get go. You know, like immediately Joe turns the ball over and then doesn't even hustle to Doesn't try.
1: try I wanna go see him hammer that guy.
0: Go foul. And and they just let him get the layup. And they were like, Oh, if that's the kind of intensity we're bringing tonight, we're about to get run out of this bitch. And sure enough, yeah, they ran us out of our own gym. Um
1: Yeah, I left at the under eight because we were still down nineteen yeah. points or something. I was Honestly surprised when I saw the final score and we only lost by twelve. Yeah, I mean so we were down twenty the whole game.
0: Yeah, you were down twenty, you were down twenty-four at half, and you came out and you hit a three, cut it at twenty-one. Then and Texas and... built it up to twenty-nine. And it's just like you could never consistently get going. Your defense wasn't good. Your offense was uh just atrocious. Um, you know, pop was terrible in the first half. He was over ten. He. He couldn't yeah. – every time he was driving to the basket, uh, they were blocking his shot. If he was open for three, he couldn't make it. No. Uh, just nobody showed up in the first half. You know, you're, you're hoping for somebody to kind of snap this team, uh, get this team energetic. And that brings us to the, the Brock Cunningham part of the game, which Ooh, yeah. was the one part of the game that finally got these guys to play or else Texas might have beat us by 40 in this game if the Brock Cunningham situation doesn't happen because at that point they were just – killing our ass and all of a sudden a loose ball uh darian williams running for it on the sideline and brock cunningham uh, clearly cheap shots the shit out of darian williams uh, runs him into the scoreboard and you know at the first glimpse i i you know it was happened so fast couldn't really tell what happened i thought you know maybe they just collided yeah, the fans reaction kind of shit in that area told me that it was maybe a little more aggressive than it should be. Then you saw the highlight and you're like, oh, shit, that was that was so uncalled for is the most typical Brock Cunningham play player yep. who doesn't even deserve to be on the court. He's a he's a danger to players like that. And then chaos ensues. Dustin, what's your like kind of uh, reaction to what happened with Brock? And then the chaos that ensued for like the off. next 10, 15 minutes. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, so the play, I'll start there and then keep going. Brock comes from across the court, balls about out of bounds, and you can tell in the video, instead of taking an angle at the ball, yeah, he takes an angle right behind at. Darien to hit him like a hockey player. Yep. And hits no him intent
0: with his on the basketball
1: hip and forearm check into Fran and the T V table. And then he's what? What I do?
0: Yeah, that's the worst part. Ooh,
1: ooh, like the refs yeah. actually handled this whole situation really well. Um, so good, good job, Big Twelve refs. We don't say that a lot. And they it, gave an intentional foul right away because they saw yeah. the Brock being cheap. Then and they the looked at it.
0: I thought held themselves together pretty well.
1: <laughs> then they end up looking at it flagrant two ejection, which also pretty easy. Um, and I wish. This won't happen but i wish the big 12 league office would suspend him yeah because he's a repeat offender in this kind of crap that's not basketball plays it's just flailing body parts to try to get something cheap I was hurt. a
0: linebacker that was like, a linebacker closing in on like a running back or whatever you know that wasn't a, a defenseless play player
1: all. yeah <laughs> so but like they won't do anything about it um the no, immediate we'll, the
0: fans, the fans will get, will get like Tech will get uh, punishment, more punishment
1: yeah. than Brock. <laughs> the immediate aftermath. I wish I would have seen more from our team. I kind of liked it, but then we just ran in and we're all, you know, titty bumping. Well, I, I, think, wish jo- I wish Joe. I wish Joe would have went after his ass.
0: I think he I'd, did, but from what I remember. He, some of Weaver the like, held players and some of the yeah Weaver was holding him back. I think Chance got in there too, but I think the refs were right there, and there was enough players right in there to kind of keep it from getting yeah worse.
1: Uh, but on whatever on that, um, but then like you get them looking at it on the video board or on the replay, so there's all this dead time that's been student fans not all the fans all right a couple a few student fans threw some items on the floor some of them directed at the te- texas bench that's not okay one was um, pretty
0: close to hitting them
1: the fireball getting thrown is kind of funny yeah <laughs> um
0: but you know, none of this if one would have hit brock i wouldn't have felt that bad about it you know I, yeah I, remember I really...
1: when that one pass hit Brock in the head. Oh, that yeah. was awesome.
0: That was the best play tonight.
1: <laughs> uh, none of this happens if it's not Brock Cunningham. Yes. Brock Cunningham. I tweeted it. Brock Cunningham incited a riot. Yes. He incited this and brought it on and wanted this to happen. If this is Weaver that goes for that, or Desu that goes for a hip check, he gets a flagrant. And we'd be booze,
0: on. but we'd be all right.
1: Yeah, because it's Brock and he's been here for 18 years and has a four and seven record against us because he sucks. And he loves playing the villain as a uh, two point game player. He's a dirty two point game scorer and a dirty player. That's we, what incited the throwing of objects.
0: But we chalk it up as hustle. He's a hustler. No, he's a fucking dirty like, player, man. He's
1: not a culture guy. He's a dirty player that's shouldn't play basketball. So, yeah, you have a few, very few, probably intoxicated students, most definitely. better fans. So don't also put all the fans into this. It came from the student section. Okay. Yeah. And none of this happens if Brock doesn't incite and provoke it more, you know? Yeah,
0: it would have been a pretty quick, I mean, it would have been angry booze and a lot of you know, anger at that point. You don't get the, the objects
1: thrown if it's not for him.
0: What I'm curious about is what happens if he, like, actually hurt Darian Williams on that play. I I actually wonder does a malice at the palace type situation happens if that hip check – because considering all the injury luck that we've had, I mean, even RJ, despite how terrible he was, he, he got banged okay. up a couple Bang times in that game. Like, times. you're running – low on i could have seen that
1: happen yeah because that that was that
0: close to being a the
1: energy in that building from the beginning turned into toxic energy yeah and this is what you know was the climax of that toxicity
0: if darian like tears his acl on the scoreboard from that hit i wonder if the like if the game gets called (laughs) like i wonder it like that would have it would have escalated the situation even further had Darian not been okay in that he just went out and injured one of our guys right in front of, right on the fence, Dusty Womble. On Womble. On Dusty Womble.
1: That hit Womble took the Darian was like, why didn't I get a free
0: throw? (laughs) I just, I I, I was thinking about that today. I was like, man, what would we have had? Because the hatred for Brock Cunningham and Texas is so high that I, I wonder if that would have, uh, I wonder how that would have gone over. I obviously think if Darian would have gotten hurt, I think there would have been actual fight between the players. Then I wonder if that got up into the stands just because of where it was located, where the, sure. where the, the accident happened. But, um, you know, it's as loud as I've heard the USA mad at a specific player. Um, You know, it definitely got the crowd back into the game when, you know, at that point, I was about... You and me are both about to leave, like, probably right before. And then that Kelsey happened. left right before that. Kelsey left right before <laughs> like that. we I was, stayed. I was on my way. I was about to be on my way out. And then that happened. And, it, you know, it got the crowd kind of back in the game. Now, there was no way. You were down 25 at that point. So, there was still no way that you were going to come back yeah. in that game. Because there was only eight, nine minutes left. Um, and But, you know, it ignited a little bit of a rally. And oh, kind of finally fired our guys up a little bit. And so, you know, maybe this becomes a point of the season that we look back to and be like, maybe we needed Brock Cunningham to be the bitch that he is, make that kind of play and get this team fired up. Because man, before that, it was just like, where's the effort? Where's the energy? Where's the will to win there? It just was non-existent. And then all of a sudden that happens. And, you know, you turn a, what was a 29, 25 point game, and you only lose by 12. So it's like, Maybe there's a silver lining to take there. Like, I'm not super confident in this team right now, but maybe that ends up being something that you can look back on as, hey, like, that's where our guys kind of turned. Is is it brought us together in our hatred for Brock, which would be kind of funny if Brock brought us together to finish this home stretch.
1: (laughs) The last thing on the officiating and the throwing of objects on the floor, like they said – you know, administrative technical for things being thrown on the floor, which, yes, then more things got thrown. Yeah. More water bottles got thrown, but more technicals were not assessed. Yeah. Which Rodney Terry was pissed about, which he had a good argument for. Yeah. The rest didn't do anything. And that made me think, like, you know, we can't hear what the TV gets to hear. Like when they go press the button and say, hey, yeah. Flagrant two, 30s ejected, administrative technical against tech for the fans. And then, so we're just watching free throws. We're like, how many is he going to shoot? Like eight?
0: And he only shot two. And he only shot, shot like two.
1: One. So after that, I'm like, it's that, that Mighty Ducks moment, two minutes, well worth it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like two free throws, that's it? Well worth it.
0: All right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, that's all we got. Okay. So.
0: Yeah, because yeah. I, I got home. I'm like,
1: that wasn't that bad, though.
0: I got home and I got on Twitter and I kind of watched, you know, somebody posted the, the kind of live footage of what happened there. And I didn't know from in the arena that the uh, initial technical was already called on the fans for like the first things being thrown mm-hmm. on the court.
1: When he but, exited, they yeah. threw more.
0: But yeah. And that's when I thought the a technical was given to us was the stuff that came later because their staff, rodney terry they were all up in arms about hey they're throwing stuff they kept pointing out hey this is the second thing and then they announced on the uh the speaker to not throw anything else onto the court or we will mm-hmm. be assessed a technical and then immediately like two waterfalls yeah, i don't get the- that one and so that that's where some I was, of the I, initial yeah. ones
1: i can be like all right a little yeah. mad but the ones once we say don't do it because we'll get text, and you do it like yeah come on man
0: and that's where i thought i was like all right that's where the first technical was assessed was those but i know it had already been assessed and so i was like that's confusing if you're going to do that yeah like you said why weren't they shooting eight free throws because
1: two free throws well worth it
0: (laughs) two three yeah we made those hey guys (laughs) congratulations well worth it and then did you see the footage of the guy being as carried out of the state oh
1: yeah tony shout out to tony bradford dude yeah security getting in there he goes move i'll handle this (laughs) man handles that kid Uh, (laughs) imagine that like god that's gotta be scary tony carrying you out
0: (laughs) what a scene what it was uh i still don't
1: know what caused that student to get i don't know if he was fighting another student or through something but the video Egyptian.
0: footage is already kind of like he's already fighting when they were yeah. down there. And so I wasn't sure. Maybe he was maybe he threw the stuff and people were ratting on him. And then he got pissed. Um, oh. I, I don't really know the story, but... Tony uh, swooped in. Tony we swooped need to in.
1: have more football players work security for games.
0: Yeah. We'll That's, be that'd be a
1: great little NIL deal for them.
0: Him <laughs> and Jalen Hutchings just need to do that. They just be the guys who be our security campus security so they can stay here forever
1: especially linemen you get to do event security yeah (laughs) sounds like a pretty good idea
0: yeah that was a chaos it was (laughs) chaos at the usa it was like such a disappointing game and then that happened it was like at least we got to see brock cunningham ejected (laughs) yeah Um, and at least it did light light a fire under our ass a little bit and we finally got to see us kind of try to fight instead of just going down like cowards
1: you know we're recording wednesday afternoon i'm already over it yeah i'm not riled up i was a little bit still this morning and then i just muted my twitter from my video that i had of it and there were a lot of tech texas trollers on there basically and I don't care anymore, like Brock Sturdy. That's just a fact. So yeah. I'm not no way to up about that, it anymore, but... so I don't care. Yeah. I'm moving on to West Virginia.
0: I saw a couple of Texas fans that were actually like – that actually acknowledge it, and I was like, shout out to you. Thanks for just – Yeah, I don't see how, how
1: you're going to support a 25-year-old six-year dude that averages three points a game Yeah, that constantly does this. Over his years. It was a
0: basketball play. He was clearly going for the ball. Yeah, I don't know
1: up. how you support that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this is just one game in the Big 12, and I know we yeah. put a lot of pressure on this game, and, you know, it would have been nice to get the uh, 2-0, you know, season sweep over them this year. Um, But it's just one game in the Big 12, and you still got chances here down the stretch to – to try to bounce back, and you've got opportunities to do so. And so, yeah, disappointing loss, embarrassing effort, um, all of that for these last two games, you know, we can throw on this team, and doesn't make us fair weather fans, doesn't change right. how we feel about this team. We're still going to be out there supporting the last home game when we play Baylor. We're going to be in our seats. We're going to be ready for it. Um, but, you know, and, and I've seen a lot of people saying this team's overachieved at this, this part of the season. It's like, yeah, you, you know, you've overachieved. Probably. But you know, the <laughs> seasons as they go, you, you adjust your expectations according to how they performed. And this team's performed better than this. Um, and, and even without the injuries and stuff like that, like, like just the effort wasn't there. And, and that's something that you haven't really seen from this team. You know, they no matter what they've been in these games, they're fighting. You know, I would say they were fighting the Baylor TCU, those games. They were fighting in those games to stay around. These, these two, it just felt like they lay down, and this is something right. we weren't used to seeing this team do is just kind of give up and, and not really show the effort. We've, yep. we've seen the effort there every game. Just, so that's what's the alarming part to me is just kind of down the stretch. The effort feels a little bit lost, and so, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Coming up, we've got two road games, and you're playing the two bottom teams in the Big 12 Conference. So this is as good as any opportunity to try to get yourself back on track. Or this is going to send us further into turmoil and chaos if you can't come up with a win here. You've got Texas Tech at West Virginia who is nine and eighteen, four and ten in conference play that might have changed since I made these notes um, but obviously not a very good team Oklahoma State 12 and fifteen, four and ten in conference play. two teams at the bottom of the conference, like we said, yeah. You have got to come away with a victory here. If yeah. you go 0 2, then panic meter all the way to the top, Dustin. You're yeah. in
1: these games, so yeah. A few things you haven't been good on the road, yeah, that too, all year, not just conference style. Um, so that's something to worry about. <clears throat> West Virginia is not an easy road trip or place to play, but luckily, they're not good. But they have a really good center that's seven foot one yeah. fantastic. So how do we deal with that? It's gonna be big. Um, Oklahoma State has you know a lot of freshmen they were played here a few weeks ago. They're playing much better than they were early in the year you know growing up a little bit. Um, but really when it comes down to us, it's how do those backup yeah. centers play? Um, you know how quick does rj get his dumb fouls yeah you, know, so you already two have minutes four fouls or, two minutes first... or three and a half minutes
0: it's you know? un- unbelievable it how two. many fouls that guy accumulates and
1: um and then it's our shooting and like how how do we shoot the ball because yeah. six for whatever every game is by far not going to cut it um and like Kind of like Grant McCaslin said at the end of this last game, how do we make adjustments? Because that was one thing we loved a lot in the first three quarters of this season and really haven't seen much with Warren out how we've not adjusted yeah, on offense and how we run things. You know, it's very stagnant and not as effective. So hope him and Dave Smart are getting some adjustments made on how these backup centers are going to use be used in the offense with everybody else better.
0: Hell, I'd maybe ditch it and go with what you kind of did down the stretch of the UT game. You just went Darian no. at the five and
1: Problem with that is you're real short.
0: Yeah, you're real short, but offensively
1: Takes you from 6-8 to your tallest being 6-6 six, six and under. So
0: Darian's maybe your best rebounder. I mean, he's better than RJ and he's better than some of the other guys you're throwing out there. So, I mean, obviously yeah. you can't go do it the entire game, but you know, I'd be curious Sometimes. to see how many times we use that lineup because um, chance, you know, he, I, held up, he, he held up. He held up well. Chance against, in yeah.
1: instead of one of those guys, obviously, is a better player. Yes, I agree.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, because they're just killing. Maybe you. I mean they're they're killing you. RJ's killing you. Like he, he's fouling so fast. Like you don't ha- you don't have depth, and he's so quick to get stupid fouls that are all on the other side of the court that, you know, and you're having to take him off. So you're having to figure it out. Just go with him. If that's the case, like go with Darian and uh, he's a better player, your best player right now. Um, and so that's kind of what I would trust. But yeah, ultimately like you've, there's no excuses anymore for these two games. You can't go. I mean, you need at
1: least one of these. Yeah.
0: If you go on two, then I, you're going to find yourself firmly on the bubble needing to get beat Baylor to sec- maybe secure your right. spot or else you're going to go. So we got
1: three yeah. games left. Correct.
0: Yep. And you're currently on a, a two game skid right now.
1: Three games left. These are by far your most winnable of the games. Cause Baylor's going to be really tough, even though yeah. it's here. Like they're just a really good team and better constructed. They showed you that in Waco, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's freaking March now. Like game, like we said trending downward is not a good time to be doing that like we got to fix and turn this around ASAP we can't wait till the last five minutes of the West Virginia game to try to win that game
0: yep exactly like you got to come out there and fight in the first half like I got to see some energy I got to see some effort right from the tip like it's got to look different than it has these last two games like there's you can't just wait to get in rhythm. You know, you got to start fast. You got to come out. You got to be the aggressor yeah. and you got to punch first. And, and once you land the punch, you got to keep on the gas. And it's just, we haven't seen this, that uh, a complete effort really from this team besides the Kent's nope. game. And so um, you need to win one of these games. You need probably need to win. You know, for me, I, if you win both of them, I'll, I'll be less panicked. Um, yeah. But you know, if you lose both of these games, I, I don't know if our tournament hopes are, are going to be as uh, as locked as they feel. Sure. I mean, it might come down to winning a game in the Big 12 tournament or, or, or trying to figure out something to get you on the right side of it. But yeah. ultimately, um, you know, two opportunities here for, for wins to maybe get us feeling better about ourselves. So our next week we come back and we're like, all right, we, we maybe righted the ship a little bit or at least feel a little bit about, about, better about ourselves Uh, and kind of redirect that arrow back to trending up. That's the hope. Um, But uh, an unfortunate streak of games here for the Red Raiders, and we'll see uh, what they do in these next couple of games. So, again, Texas Tech versus West Virginia on Saturday at 5 o'clock, and then Texas Tech versus Oklahoma State. That is on Tuesday. Uh, So, uh, you know, watch those games. Get on Twitter. Enjoy those games with us as we interact and make observations throughout the game. Um, We'll be watching those. And another sport for Texas Tech has gotten their season underway. So let's head over to the baseball diamond and discuss Tim Tadlock and the boys getting their season going. Well, it is officially Texas Tech baseball season. The road to Omaha has officially begun for the 2024 edition of Tim Tadlock's Texas Tech Red Raiders. They are off to a 6-2 and two start on the season. They started off their season in Arlington at uh, the Texas Rangers Baseball Stadium in the uh, Shriners Classic, which is always a great event that's somehow tele- televised on the worst streaming platform that God. you can imagine. I, d- I don't understand why we keep doing this. Um, three games for $30, not worth it in my opinion. But uh, the Red Raiders played Tennessee, Nebraska, and Oregon. They went 2 and one Uh, On the weekend there with wins over Nebraska and Oregon, they lost the season opener to Tennessee, who's a top-ten team, so that's nothing to uh, really, you know, sag your head about. Um, Then they had two more games in Arlington. They got their first five games in Arlington. They beat UTA, uh, and then they lost to Oregon State, who is another top-ten team. So both of your losses coming to top-ten teams in the country, uh, nothing to be too sad about there. Um, but some nice wins against Nebraska and Oregon, and then your first uh, home stand at uh, in Lubbock is a three game sweep of Texas Texas Southern, where he scored 32 points on Friday, 20 points on Saturday, 16 points or runs. I don't know why I keep saying points. thinking about basketball because uh,
1: baseball scored more points this weekend than basketball did yeah, Saturday.
0: <laughs> exactly, and that is why. So. Texas Tech baseball offense was ready to get back uh, back home to Dan Lawfield, and they were uh, absolutely crushing the ball. T.J. Pompey was pretty incredible in his home debut for the Red Raiders. Um, Landon Stripling came out, had a couple home runs. Gavin Cash hit a home run. And so some uh, nice baseball being played for the Red Raiders to start the season. Dustin, your thoughts on uh, this 2024 team right now after just kind of getting to see uh, a few games from them so far?
1: Yeah, I haven't been to any games. Uh, you went to one or two, but uh, just from looking at stats like from the outside in, like kind of looks a little similar to last year with lot of hitting and bats. Yeah. Good stuff there, which we like here. Um, never have been like, a huge pitching powerhouse, so we like runs a lot. So hopefully we can keep that up and um, see how the pitching goes.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, you never really have to worry about the offense with these teams. I think you've got a lot of options. You've got a lot of depth. Like, you're Which playing a lot of different players right now at the start, and a lot of guys are making an impact. Um, and so, uh, obviously, when you score 32 runs in a game, that's no matter who you're playing, <laughs> uh, team record. So, you know, you take those kinds of games. And so, it's nice to see the offense get going. The pitching, uh, you know, it seems like you've got more depth pitching-wise this year. So, that's a big positive for uh for your staff i think last year you were stretched a little thin of course injuries and stuff had something to do with that but uh seems like you got a lot more arms that you're able to throw um so we'll see kind of how that goes of course it's still early in the year so we'll be back to talk more kind of break down more as the season goes on where season's only begun but texas is up uh here and not this weekend but next weekend and it's already like big 12 conference play so baseball season uh just started but already kind of flying by so you know last chance to see us play the university of texas and baseball comes real quick around the corner so and um
1: i mean yeah. the big 12 is good at baseball this year man the top yeah. is really good tc's i think ranked fifth texas oh, is a top yeah. 10 type of team oklahoma, oklahoma state's, state's good. really good too so like you at least have like four top 20 type teams yeah. so some of your baseball is going to be really competitive this year.
0: Yep, it is. And so excited to see this team play. Um, right now, there, there has been some baseball news. Uh, it hasn't been super confirmed yet, but one of our pitchers uh, has been in the ICU. Uh, I haven't seen. The, the, the rumor is that he was hit by a line drive in practice. Um, wow. One of your freshmen, and that he's been in ICU. That's why the Tim Tadlock radio show at, at uh, Rudy's was – uh, canceled that night and so uh, don't want to uh, put the player's name out there just because some of the facts aren't completely out there to yeah. the public right now um, but just kind of be thinking of this baseball player as uh, not good to uh, not fun to have that happen and you just hope you know best wishes for him and hopefully he's okay and can get back to Yep. Um, You know, hopefully it's nothing too serious. And so we'll be thinking about him. But that's kind of everything we got for you guys this week Texas Tech basketball, Texas Tech baseball, both going. We'll be here to cover those as their seasons progress. But before we get out of here for this week, uh, Dustin, what's your final shot for us?
1: Quick one back to basketball. You know, I've been keeping up on Twitter with the TBT tournament and got an email also. But no TBT in Lubbock this summer. Very sad day. Yeah, Cincinnati, Lexington, Butler, Wichita, Kansas. They always get one. Dayton, Pittsburgh, Houston gets one, and Louisville are all the regionals. So we don't get one here, and no back to back. Boo. Sure, we'll have a team possibly again, but uh, yeah. won't get to host again. So maybe we'll. Uh, Get that back around next year, year after that, and keep that going.
0: Yeah, it was a fun was event. A fun. I don't. It was a fun event. I don't think the fans showed up in the way that I kind of expected them to. Um, oh, yeah,
1: I wanted a little more, also.
0: Yeah, and I think if they did, the TBT would be back. But I think they kind of expected more, and not as many people showed up. So
1: uh, well, maybe got, that's why TBT gained, has gained a lot of.
0: Yeah, it's getting bigger
1: popularity. In, yeah. So, like, what other places want it? So, yeah, and when they only have eight places to go, yeah. you know, they're going to spread it out a little bit.
0: Yeah. And so maybe it'll be back in some year down the road, but uh, unfortunate there. My final shot, we've got back-to-back big 12 indoor track and Let's field go. champions, the Texas Tech men's track team doing what they usually do, which is dominate. They were uh, far, and ahe- far ahead of just about everybody. Dominating. Uh, uh, just domination. That's what you come to expect from – Kitley, coach kitley and this program and they just did it again and so shout out to them for back-to-back big 12 championships we love trophies uh here at this university big 12 trophies and so shout out to them for doing that and defending their their home court you know and so a shout out to them we also got a back-to-back dunk contest champion in former red raider Hell mac McClung, yeah. who won his second straight nba dunk contest i thought his first dunk contest was performance was way better than this last one but um the dunk contest kind of is what it is. So shout out to Mac McClung for winning that. Back to back championships. Uh seemed to be a theme for the Red Raiders. Patrick Mahomes back to back. Men's track and field back to back. Mac McClung back to back. Josh Young, you're next. Um <laughs> so uh we'll be watching that. But that was it for us this week here at Telgate Talks. Again, to catch everything we are doing throughout the rest of this basketball season. Marches upon us. Uh, so to catch our thoughts on what the Tex Tech, Tech basketball team is doing in the most important part of the season, you got to follow us, follow us on Apple, follow us on Spotify, give us those five stars, five stars for the tailgate. And if you listen to us on Apple, we always appreciate a review there. Also follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at Telgate underscore talks where we do most of our posting and interacting, but we do have Instagram, Facebook and a YouTube channel. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. We know there's some disappointing losses to talk about, but hopefully we can get things back on track and have a better podcast next week with some wins to talk about. Until then, we will catch y'all at the next Hellgate.